The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning, everyone. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, today, we're going to talk about NVIDIA 2023 is not Cisco 2000. I'll explain that. Uh, we'll go through the mailbag. Uh, we're going to talk about a, uh, a London-listed stock that came to me from Professor Van Levy, good friend of mine, who uh, is teaching at University of Houston, and I welcome all my new friends at the University of Houston MBA program. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about infrastructure and commodities. We're going to go through the uh, Stock Market Authority portfolio as I explain my search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year like we did last year when everybody else was down. But today's top story. Uh, NVIDIA isn't Cisco, and don't sell NVIDIA yet. I hope I'm not being vague. Uh, and this is going to be sound a little controversial, but uh, I, I've listened to, I can't tell you how many podcasts, how many CNBC interviews, and it's uh, AI is a bubble, NVIDIA is too expensive, I'm right, the market's wrong, I went to Mort Wharton, I've got a model that shows it, you know, whatever the, 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 the uh, uh, you know, story might be, I'm going to give you my take, okay, because that's what I do here, it's my show. Um, NVIDIA uh, had the most, the, the, the high before the big move was 346. I used the weekly chart, and I might explain the daily chart in, in, uh, in, in, uh, uh, you know, in the newsletter and what have you. I picked the weekly so I could compare it to the weekly of Cisco back then. That's why I did this. So there's a method of the madness. But here's the bottom line from a technical perspective. The prior high was 346, dipped, dipped down to, to, to 300 going into the earnings report. That was, you know, I think people thought it was going to be they talk about AI again. It would uh, g garner some enthusiasm, but no one expected this. I mean, they obliterated the number and basically went from 300 to a gap up and, and a, a final peak at 419. And so this is a, now a close to trillion dollar company, and you don't see 100 point moves, 33% moves in companies of this size. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, it, the volume was monstrous. And by the way, there's not a lot of short interest here. It isn't like GameStop where people were, you know, completely caught flat-footed. Short interest here is 1%, 2%, something like that, depending on the day. So you didn't have a lot of people that had to cover. And so they number they obliterated the, the numbers and then raised the second quarter by four billion dollars, seven to four billion, uh, obviously monstrous. And if they said it's eleven billion, I think that they've got thirteen billion plus in their pocket. That's what I would do, and that's their history of beating revenues. So back to the technicals. So now we have uh, this 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 move. 
we're basically forming a base here at 366 to 419. Resistance was 366. We had huge volume. You can see that on the arrow that I drew here at the bottom right that propelled this gapped up into new all-time highs. And so now we're, we're here at 366 to 419. 366 is support, the floor, and the ceiling and the resistance is 419, to use the technical terms. Uh, and this is, I'll talk about this maybe on the daily. It's doing exactly what you want to have happen in a constructive bullish chart. On the up days, the volume picks up, and on the down days, the volume recedes. And that suggests to me that people are accumulating the stock, which is why I'm not willing to say this is the end, my friend, the only friend, Jim Morrison just channeled me. Um, the uh, I'm just not going to reflexively say this is over, it's too expensive, uh, because I've seen this movie, and I'll get into that. Now... That's the technicals. The the uh, money management realities now loom. Okay, the stock market realities. It's two point six percent of the S and P. If you're a portfolio manager that's that's benchmarked to the S and P, you you basically most of them I think called in. This is what I envision. They call in their analyst that's in, in charge of, of chip stocks and say, "Why the hell didn't we own Nvidia up to our eyeballs?" And he said, "Because it's too expensive." Well, it's it's two point six percent of the S and P. We're getting killed. If we're, if we're at zero, you're basically short NVIDIA, which is a really painful place to be. And so find a way to have us own it so that when we get to the end of June, we can paint the tape and say, hey, we're 2% NVIDIA. We wish we had more, but we're 2% NVIDIA. We bought it at 370, 380, but uh, we're in there for, for the next leg. So you can play you got to be in the game and you have to look like you're participating in this ai phenomenon um to roger in van's class i want to point out that i'll give you a trick that i've used in the past okay uh whenever i bought a stock if you decide to buy it after you do the fundamental work write down the 10 reasons why you want to buy it why you want to own it and, and do that ahead of time, and then monitor those as you go forward. And as you talk to CEOs and CFOs, check your premises. And if you start to feel like two, three of the 10 reasons are weakening, not panning out, faltering, whatever gerund you want to use, then you, can, you have reasons why you should sell. I'm going to watch the charts and use my sell discipline to get out. So stay tuned here because the market is a lot smarter than spreadsheets, uh, I think, virtually all the time. And I don't see anything that suggests that this is a sell at this point in time. And I'm going back to my history that I've used, in this case, with Cisco. So let's go to the Cisco chart. This is Cisco 2000. All right, I want to give you some perspective here. And it's a little tough to see, I understand, but I'll, I'll help out. My point is NVIDIA is somewhere on this uh, left side of the chart, okay? And this is in a year going from 15 to 80. That's a five-fold move. I know you can do the math. 15 to 80. That's not insignificant. And all the way up, it's a bubble. 
it's expensive, it's overvalued, I can't make my model work, whatever. But NVIDIA is somewhere in here. Now, I don't know if it's at 15, I don't know if it's at 60, I don't know if it's at 72. I don't know. But my point being is that it looks like the left side of this chart, not the middle and certainly not the right side of this chart. Okay, you don't have a head and shoulders pattern. You don't have, uh, uh, as you can see here, a huge volume price break. You're seeing the exact opposite. You're seeing accumulation. You're seeing the volume pick up on the up days. You're not, and you're sure as hell not seeing the 50-day breakdown through the 200. You don't have a close below the 200-day moving average, and you don't have the 200-day going down. So it is somewhere over here on the left side of this chart. And you got to determine where it's going to be. And I know that there's a lot of very smart people, you know, uh, saying that it's too expensive, it's overvalued, it's 25 times revenues, it's 57 times next year's earnings. And I kind of say, okay, but maybe the earnings are wrong. And that's 100% growth year over year from what, you know, the, the consensus says right now. We'll see how this plays out. But for me... Uh, I am going to pay attention to this, this th and we use this all the time, by the way. want to give credit where credit's due. This is from William O'Neill, may he rest in peace, uh, passed away recently. Uh, his book, How to Make Money Selling Stock Short. I think they sold 11 copies, three to his mom and one to me. Uh, but it is a, it, it is a, it's the basis of my cell discipline, which I've shown over and over and over again works. I know how to sell. I tell you how to sell. And I tell you how not to sell in the case of NVIDIA because you're still somewhere in this march that I can't imagine it being a five-fold move, but I can't imagine it ending real soon given what I'm seeing here in the technicals. So I hope I've been helpful. And here's my other point, okay? And I copy and pasted this from last week. This is from Bank of America, and this is a chart of the bubbles, okay, in quotes. And and I mean, this is gold in the 70s, Japan in the 80s, Asia in the in the uh, 80s, uh, uh, in the 90s, internet in the, in the late 90s, housing in the aughts, China in the aughts, biotech in the 10s, and Bitcoin, ARK, and FANG most recently. And my point is, you could say it's a bubble, but all of these lasted two years minimum. Two years. So uh, the old adage, you know, you, uh, the market could be irrational longer than you can stay solvent. We're in month five, folks. Maybe month six, if you want to be press the issue. And if you say, I want to miss the next 18 months, okay, you can do that. But this is cold, hard facts and history of how this works. And it's not going to be in a textbook you see anywhere. You need to have some battle scars and, 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 and some muscle memory to, to, to do this. So I, I'm telling you the positive change is happening. Uh, I'm listening, and I'm not going to make excuses. So if you want to argue with me, please fire away. Well, here we go. Uh, please go to my website. 
stockmarketauthority.com, get my free newsletter, uh, watch my how to sell video, which nobody else talks about, and uh, and if you enjoy the show, got value, get value out of hello, got value out of it or get value out of it. Uh, please do me a favor, go to your phone, click on the share button in the upper right-hand corner. I would really appreciate it. Uh, I'm at Bakes at StockMarketAuthority.com. Fire whatever you want, at BakesTakes underscore on Twitter, and uh, let the fur fly, okay? That's today's top story. Now it's, now it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Chrissy's trigger-happy today. Anyway, this is Van from Houston, my, uh, my good friend, uh, oil analyst. We worked together uh, in the 90s. He was on the, buy, the sell side. I was on the buy side. And uh, he'd throw all this fundamental work at me. And I'd say, yeah, but the chart stinks, so I don't care. I'm paraphrasing, but that's kind of what happened. And I do the opposite, too. You know, hey, this chart is looking good. You know, let's go do the fundamental work. You know, uh, uh, what's uh, debt-adjusted free cash flow suggest for this? Anyway, um, he asked me, can you do a technical workup on NVIDIA? I already was going to do that, so I kind of covered that. And uh, hypnosis, uh, which is uh, song.l is the symbol. It's a London stock. This chart stinks, but that's the best I could do, you know, uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, But the point remains the same, and the song remains the same. How's that? Led Zeppelin? App title. Uh, The stock went from 130 down to 80, and we're at 82 now. And so me, if I was going through all the charts like I normally do, I'd say, eh, why am I going to stop here? But you asked. What I see here is is a base being built between 81 and 91.70. I assume that's pounds. The uh, volume is picking up, but not all that much. And this is a one-year base. So this isn't the longer the base, the more substantial, the more meaningful they are, the more memory gets built in uh, in terms of technical analysis. And, uh, you know, think about it this way. If you're you, know, you bought the stock at, let's say, uh, uh, you know, 110, you say uh, and you see 80 you know, 80, you know, if you haven't been disgusted and you still own it, you say, okay, Lord, if you get me to close to break even, I promise I'll never do this again. It's like, you know, drinking Jack Daniels for the first time. Um, that, that process is ongoing where people are saying, okay, just get me out, just get me out, just get me out. Now they're exhausted. The, the, you know, it's been too long. I'm sick of looking at this, get it off my screen. And, and now you're starting to see people nibble, nibble. The volume's picking up. If the volume was was uh, lackluster on the updates, I wouldn't care about this. But it is picking up. You see something going on, so you're doing the fundamental work. We're here between 81 and 91.70. And where people like me get interested in is as it creeps up and the volume picks up and you have a decisive break above 91.70 on 150% of normal volume. Now, that sounds dogmatic. I've just found that that works. You know, it's it's a semi-arbitrary number. It does come from Bill O'Neill to an extent. But uh, I always want to be aware of dead money. Uh, in the in the investment management business, if the market's going up and you own a lot of things where you think you're right, 
they're undervalued, but there's no catalyst to move the stock up, then uh, there's a problem. So I ask you doing the fundamental work, what's the catalyst? What's going to break it above 9170 on 150% of normal volume? I'll keep an eye on this for you. Oh, and this line here that you see at the top is 110, which goes back to 2019, where... Uh, when it crashed through that, it really started to accelerate to the downside because you know virtually everybody was losing money at that point in time. So now everybody's got a loss. People can look at fresh eyes. I think 110 is going to be a place where this stalls out and is going to be tough to break through. But uh, that's what I see in, in the case of, uh, of Song, and I hope I've been helpful, and tell me if I haven't. Jack from New York came in. He's my son, so he gets two. Um, uh, could you look into Lazard Infrastructure and Alps Commodity? Okay, so we'll take the first one. And uh, this is Lazard Global Infrastructure Fund. And it's a mutual fund, so there's no volume. I won't go into all the details, but I, don't, I prefer to have the ETFs because there's daily volume where I can say people are getting jacked up, they're buying the stock a lot, or they're selling the stock a lot. And uh, so I don't have that here, but I have, uh, you know, this 1475 is, is, is the support here. 1530 is resistance here. You can see those lines that I've drawn. It, uh, it crossed above the 200-day at the beginning of the year, uh, the 50 through the 200 and this, this ETF holds, I mean, this mutual fund holds foreign toll roads, national grid, northern, southern. And I kind of, with my tone, giving you my, my bias here, I kind of go, eh, you know, even if they're right, they're not going to be dynamic. There's not going to be a hell of a lot of positive change. You need to make a, 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 an economic bet that, that those kinds of stocks are going to be... Uh, uh, moving forward, the yield is two point eight seven percent in a world where five percent is t- is risk free so of all the gin joints in all the world, do I want to walk into this one me i go it 's okay, but I would really use my portfolio Darwinism approach and ask yourself this might be a good investment, but are there great investments that that should supplant this that 's where I stand hope i 've been helpful love you jack uh Alps Core Commodity, I'm glad you brought this, and I didn't, yeah, here we go. The, um, uh, it's funny, because I just saw this in the journal. This is commodities overall. Commodity prices signal slump, and it dovetails with J.C. Peretz being on his Trends with Friends podcast, which I think is fantastic, by the way. And uh, he kind of went through this this rationale of, you know, the narrative has changed. At the beginning of the year, it was inflation. The Fed's going to raise rates, and uh, uh, you know interest rates are going to be going up for uh, higher and for longer. And Dr. Copper, uh, the best economist in the world, that's rolling over. Oil down. Natural gas on the mat. Uh, only sugar seems to be up uh, at this point in time. So all the commodities by and large, have, have been coming in. And uh, so I don't like the, 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 the core commodity. I prefer to see these things 
come down. And I love buying low. I really do. But I want them low, and I want people to become disgusted and walk away, and then something new to happen. And new money coming in saying, here's a new catalyst. Let's drive this thing up and then catch it right as it, as it, as it breaks out on above-average volume. So my point here is, and it's going to feed into the back half of the, of the podcast, you know, we might have to say rates have peaked. Rates are going lower, uh, and that's going to be good for growth assets, even more so than it has been, see my NVIDIA discussion above. So something to consider. I wouldn't touch these commodities right now. And I go through everything. I, I go through 2,000-plus charts. I look at everything, and the only thing I own are, are, are platinum and gold. I don't own anything else in the commodity space, and that alone tells me something. So that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, please email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice memo and uh, an email to me, and we can uh, play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio. I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We are back, and today we've been talking about NVIDIA 2023 is not Cisco 2000. Now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And, uh, you know, again, I put the numbers out there, and I can't be more transparent. Uh, at the end of May, we were up 14% plus since we started this thing. Uh, the hedge funds uh, that are full of a lot of fancy people are up 6%. So we're beating the hedge funds by 2.37 times, and we make money every year, and they don't. So far, so good. And uh, now we're 18% plus because uh, we've had uh, a good June thus far. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, I'm going to keep holding my feet to the fire, showing you what we're doing, how we're doing, and you decide if, uh, if, if uh, we can add value to your portfolio. Uh, next is the individual ideas that we have. And again, I'm, I think I'm the only person that puts this out there, real account. Uh, that uh, I run uh, for my wife and I, 
and uh, we have the S&P that's, that's in the retirement fund. Just buy that, S&P, 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 good, bad, and ugly. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to avoid the 30% of the time that the, the S&P is down. And with all the ETFs that are out there, I have vehicles to do that. I did last year. We basically shorted uh, Kathy Wood uh, stocks and the SPACs and other things and, uh, and, and did very, very well. So here where we are right now. We're 10% cash. We're 10% Argentina, which is our biggest winner right now. And this is a great lesson to uh, listen to the market, have a discipline, and check your biases at the door. Because, you know, why would you uh, buy Argentina? All I know about for them is inflation and defaults. Well, the stocks are up 16%. Mercado Libre is ripping. Uh, there's a couple of bank stocks that are ripping there. So, uh, uh, again, I'm glad I didn't uh, fall prey to uh, my baggage. Uh, we're 40% AI, technology, machine learning, robotics, what have you. And that's a big change. And, uh, uh, and it's obviously serving us very, very well. And I think there's room to run there. We're 20% platinum and gold, as I mentioned before, 10% in Bitcoin. And, you know, we were, it's, we, we're down for the year, about 13%, market's up 12 uh, but we're making some progress to beat that up. And, uh, you know, obviously in retrospect, uh, you would have said, let's buy everything uh, that was down a lot at 9.30 on January 2nd. There's no crystal ball that works that well, not mine, not anybody's. So uh, I like where we are. I like the, the new ideas that I'm working on. And, um, and I want to use this as an example of, of the kind of things that I see. This is the Axis uh, Esoterica Next Gen Economy Fund. And... Uh, the reason why I don't think this is as stretched as people think is that we're 10 points off the low when we bought this. You can see here, we basically bought it at 40, the low was at 30, and it's doing all the kinds of things that I want to see. The moving averages are starting to move up, you've got a meaningful base, and you have volume picking up on the up days, leading to a gap up breakout prior to the NVIDIA news. So this is why I like charts so much. It anticipates, it sniffs out the, you know, uh, uh, what's coming. And so this is before NVIDIA ripped, and it, it's, you know, we're already making money in two weeks, which I love to see. NVIDIA is 14% of this ETF. The symbol is W-U-G-I. Uh, AMD, uh, Advanced Micro Devices, Microsoft are, is number three, and there's other similar kinds of uh, of ideas in here but uh, again a lot of these things don't look like nvidia they look like they're earlier than nvidia so that gives me some uh, some encouragement here and please stay tuned as i as i search uh, i'm going to go through recent improvements in my newsletter in my social media posts, and please subscribe and share that's how we're invested on uh, june 7th the year is flying by let's get into this week's bakes takes uh, and my takes today are, are I, I think, interesting. We'll find out. Uh, this is a chart of ARK Innovation, Kathy Wood's uh, uh, vehicle, A-R-K-K. And I listened to a great podcast with her uh, on the Compounded Friends with Josh Brown and Michael Batnick. And it's one of my favorites. I recommend it highly. And, but I, I kept, uh, as she was talking, she's very smart. 
and she does a lot of research and she has a great team and has you know visionary thoughts but i keep coming back to this this sounding smart versus making money ned davis used to say being right or making money and you know no one cares about research if your number is awful and so i i just i wanted to check you know is, is this working out well uh, uh i'm up 18% since inception and uh uh that's over the you know three years time and she's down 32 percent from 62 down to 43 and you know i i guess maybe i i should sound smarter but i'd rather make money and i want to make money every year and so that's what i'm sticking to so arc over the last three years 62 down to 42 down 32 percent uh that's the that's the five year line that I drew here, and she always talks about I've got a five year time horizon. Well, okay, you lose money, uh, and I'm what now? Here's the other part of it. I'm watching now uh, dispassionately if this becomes a buy. So because I'm Abe Vigoda in in The Godfather here, uh, this is nothing personal, Michael. It's it's, it's just business. Uh, you know, my prior thoughts were okay when outflows really start to kick in for Kathy and Arc that's going to be the sign of panic and a market low that really matters and it didn't happen and so I can say all day long it should happen or it's still going to happen but it didn't happen and this chart is telling me that it's not going to happen because it's forming a base volumes picking up and it looks like it wants to go north so uh, Kathy is is sincere, honest, bright, all the above. Uh, she's been, lost money for five years, but maybe she can make money for the next five years or shorter periods of time, and I'm open to that. So uh, my uh, I, I always listen to the market and try to check my baggage at the door. Don't always succeed, but that's what I really try and do. And so stay tuned as I uh, look at ARC anew in the near future. Next is Hoya Capital Housing. H-O-M-Z is the symbol. And again, I thought, okay, interest rates are going to kill housing. Home Depot looks lousy. Lowe's looks lousy. Those are the number one and two stocks in this. And I thought a breakdown here would be another signal Coupled with Kathy Wood's outflows, that okay, that's a big low. Uh, everybody's washed out. You know, let's 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 start looking for ways to really get aggressive, and uh, it didn't happen. And so uh, I'm going to be dispassionate about this. Take a look at this chart. These two arrows. It's it's a move up, and it's it's volume picking up. And uh, I'm not going to argue with it. So uh, housing is is uh, better. I think that the Lowe's and Home Depots still look lousy, but the Tolls, Pulte's, D.R. Hortons, the the actual people building houses, things are looking good. So um, you know I, I'm going to uh, check my prior. Uh, assumptions and narrative and say, hey, this looks like a new bull market to me. The market doesn't care about my forecast and my biases, and it doesn't care about yours. And uh, those are my baked takes for the week. Uh, as we close out today's show, I always like to end with some some much-needed levity. Uh, please uh, uh, click on the link below. This is Frank Caliendo 
He does great impressions. You've probably seen him on NFL Sunday. I think he's very, very funny. This is seven minutes. Uh, well worth your time. A little uh, dated, but it's still funny, and you'll get a chuckle out of it. Uh, that's it for today's show. Please go to my website, bakes at uh, uh, stockrocketauthority.com. Uh, please get my free newsletter. Please uh, uh, write to me, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Please go to Twitter, at Bakestakes. I listen to everything. I got thick skin. Have at it. Uh, and if you enjoyed this show and got value out of it, could you do me a favor? Please go to your phone and click on the share button in the upper right-hand corner. I will see you next week. Hope you had fun. Thanks to my new friends at the University of Houston. Thanks, Van. Keep smiling. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.